Welcome back to House on Carrion Hill, House of Bob's cosmic horror adventure played in Pathfinder 2nd Edition in the Galarian campaign setting. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm playing Willen Dappen, the gnome wizard. Hi, I'm Jeanette. I'm playing Bimkin, the long snout rat oracle. Hey, I'm Schubert. I am playing Nibnub, the razor-tooth goblin fighter. I'm Trevor, and I'll be playing Theobald, the orc investigator. And I'm Sean, your game master. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com slash the house of Bob. Last time on House on Carrion Hill. The mayor of Carrion Hill calls on Tom and the boys to help investigate a series of attacks on homes throughout the city. They head to the slipper market and witness the strange devastation for themselves. So here you are, within Old Man Marshan's dilapidated townhouse. Rubble lies everywhere, a thick black ichor coats the floor and much of the furniture, the destroyed furniture. It stinks. It's rank. So nasty in here that Bimkin and Willen are sickened as long as they're in the presence of this dried black slime. Nibnub, you burst in here last time. I feared that this was it. This was the end. If anyone has followed in here, they were sure to die. What's going through your mind right now? So Nibnub, um, he's not much of a talker. He doesn't like to talk much about his uh, past or anything, so he hasn't told anybody this. But he's had an experience in his life, let's just say that, that has made him 100% convinced of the uh, fashion in which he's going to die. And all this black ichor all over the room is heavily reminding him of that experience. So he's completely convinced that this is probably it. This is the end. And the reason that he doesn't want anybody to follow him is because he thinks that they're all going to die too. So better for them all to just run away and uh, save themselves. Hmm. Will and you're, you just had a moment thinking back to an old friend Looking around this room, looking around this destruction, seeing this, you know, maybe it's probably not the same tablecloth, but it's pretty similar to the one you had in your old home. What are you What are you thinking out here now? Instant flashbacks to Oleg, his fellow townsfolk. Throughout his life, he's seen many people travel to Carrion Hill and not return, and Oleg was the latest. He's definitely... Uh, taken back to the moment where he saw him leave and he thinks for a moment like could Oleg have been staying here but through closer examination it's not this it's not the same cloth that he uh, gave Oleg at least he thinks that (laughs) maybe make a perception check Uh, uh, yeah sure sounds like uh, Willen's not sure if he wants to know the answer Mm mm-hmm so Willen takes a closer look and he rolls a 15. It's not the same table. It's not the bindle that you gave to Oleg full of charms, but it's just got that same sort of pattern. Mm-hmm. Just had a, that strong tactile memory for you. And you're seeing yeah. it and you're thinking, you know, this is reminding me of home. Reminding me of a friend that is missing. Has been yeah. gone for a long time. And uh, he hasn't thought of Oleg in quite a while, not since he picked up his own bags to travel. And now he just realizes that this is where Oleg was headed, so there's a strong possibility that Oleg is somewhere in town or caught up in all this mess as well as a fellow adventurer. Mm-hmm. Theobald, it's not, the, it's not the first time that you've experienced or, or witnessed some mass devastation. You know, in the holds of Belkson, the orc raids there were violent and brutal, and the towns that, you know, managed to stand after were not any better for it. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this this scene? You know, it never gets easy seeing this kind of violence. This is very odd violence, though, because it seems very... Despite the chaos of the dishevelment of whatever caused this building to lose its eastern wall, the body parts strewn about their lack of blood... Everything here seems far more mysterious than 
Theobald was expecting. He wasn't sure quite what he was expecting coming into this space. You know, a reclusive adventurer, but this was not quite what he was imagining. He's compelled to uh, open his third eye and try and see what sort of insight he may receive. Opening the eye of the Arcane Lords gives Theobald the ability to gain dark vision and the effects of detect magic, a magic arcane, in case I'm looking for like arcane sense to sort of tell if there's like magic going on and I, I don't sure. need to cast a spell to do that. So Okay. You open your eye and I'll get you to make a perception check. Theobald, you know, wafted by the smell, rolls a 14 on his perception check to uh, seek undetected and hidden creatures and, and the such, looking for that which is hidden to the normal vision. Theobald's third eye opens and you scan your vision around the space, looking for anything magical or out of place. You do not detect any magic. You do see that the room to the south is also covered with this tar-like sludge, which, while it seems very strange and supernatural or otherworldly, does not currently resonate with magic. Would my background in occultism gain me any insight into this? I think I let somebody make an occult check about this last session, so uh, yeah, I'll let you do an occult. Okay. I rolled a natural 20 and rolled a crit, so my total roll is a 31. Ooh, okay. So that's a critical success. So nice. what I can tell you at this stage, what you're seeing around here, this ooze, makes you think of like an ectoplasm, but as you get closer and inspect it, maybe you pull out a couple of your uh, investigator tools and you start to work your way through it, and it seems to have a very large concentration of like plasma or very high in protein material. Mm. You think that, you know, if it wasn't for this revolting smell, it actually could be like nutritious in some way. Hmm. But you also think it's like a waste product. Oh man, it's like in Ghostbusters. Didn't like the ghosts used to... Like Slimer? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Other world demon excrement. <laughs> no wonder I'm throwing up. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a reason that Willen and Bimkin are so sick. I will not be taking a sample. Bimkin, what about you? You've come in here, you're making your way through sewer tunnels and talking to, you know, strange guards and goblin insurance agents. And now you're in this collapsed house that's devoid of life and you see body parts strewn about, but no blood. What are you thinking? I think Bimkin is overwhelmed. He's got a bunch of additional motives in addition to investigating this house. So I think he's kind of confused and probably not entirely in the moment. And he's feeling pretty sick from this smell. So he's also trying to hold back a bunch of vomit. But overall, I think, yeah, pretty disgusted. Terrible scene. So he's not, he's not feeling great. Gross. Hmm. All right, guys, you've explored the parlor and the shambles of the living room. There is a door to your south that you could move your way through if you so wish. All right. Nibnub, are you going to be weird about this again? N yes, don't go in there. <laughs> and Nibnub gets out a stabby stick again. Oh. I told you guys not to follow me, and then you, you freaking did like a bunch <laughs> of jerks. Well, <laughs> I, I get it. There's poo everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. Well, okay. That's a good reason to do what I say next time, maybe. But Nibnub, what, do you know this place? Why are you so afraid? It looks kind of, I don't know, this black, like, sticky stuff everywhere. That looks pretty familiar in a not great way. What do you mean? Do you use your words. Yeah, you might want to extrapolate on really familiar, because this is very new to me. Well... I've seen it before, and it, and then I died. But what do you mean you died? You've already died. Well, I saw it happen. Oh, okay. What happened, friend? Well, oh man, words are pretty hard. Let me think. Um, okay. What did I see? I saw 
these giant tentacle things, and they were destroying stuff, uh, like the building that I was in. And I was in my house with my mommies, and then I saw everybody get crushed. Did these okay. happen while you were awake? Uh, yeah, may, I don't, maybe. So this was like a vision. Yes. Okay. And then your mommies? And so I had to run away or else they'd get crushed. So, so that's why I can't let you guys in here. Because you guys are going to get crushed. Well, Bimkin. I see a flaw in your theory. We are not your mommies. This is not your mama's house. (laughs) (laughs) Sound logic. logic. (laughs) The other very important thing is this house is already crushed. Look, it's not in very good condition. It's fallen apart. It cannot get worse. And you're alive. Okay, but if I start dying, you guys start running, okay? No, you don't even have to ask. (laughs) (laughs) But really what he means is we leave no one behind. Yeah. Do not worry. No. Sweet on them, Dub. Yeah, I'm better than your mama. Hey! Oh, I'm gonna stab you now. (laughs) I just mean it, fighting. I'm sure she cared for you way better than I could. But I would raise you as my own. All right. Uh, I don't want that. <laughs> All right, let's get enough the deep end. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's go through the Regard, Regardless yeah. of deep end or not, I do want to give all of you a new hero point. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, does that make it two? You'll have two. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not afraid to die today. So you step through into the uh, last room, the south room of the house. Nibnub scampers through the cracked wall where the door used to be. Say, willing you go last. Nimna, what appears to have once been a, <laughs> I don't know, what would you call a place where people keep books? A library? A book place? Maybe it's a library. A book place. You see a book place? Maybe it was a book place, but also a bedroom. It's now in shambles. Furniture is splintered. Shelves and books smashed open and torn. Everything's coated with a thick, stinking layer of this tar-like sludge. You see another door frame to the southwest, slightly ajar, beyond which there is a flight of slime-smeared stone steps leading downward into the dark. Ugh. So yes, you see this south room, a bedroom, and a library, completely destroyed, sludge covering books and bookshelves and other nasty stuff. Are we still sickened in this room now that it's in your room? This sludge is still present, so you are still sickened. Man, this guy had, like, explosive diarrhea. Oh, no. No. I am disgusted. Not reacting in character to that. Either that or he's, like, one sick puppy. Sometimes you have tummy ache. Don't go down there, guys. It's like that scene out of East Ventura. When he comes out of the bathroom, he's all soaking wet, and he's like, don't go in there. Do not go Go in there. there. All right, do you do anything in this room? Uh, Uh... just a perception check. I guess I'd want to see what kind of books are on the okay in the area. All right, make a perception check for me then. If anybody is checking out the books, nineteen for Willen. Bimkin got a sixteen. Examining the books here, you reveal that a large number of them are about the history of Carrion Hill and its immediate surroundings. You scan through and you see accountings of. Ancient Varigians that came here after Starfall. You see accounts of Khalid barbarians that have claimed it from them and the wars that have been fought subsequently. Basically, people from all over Galarian at some point or another fought over this land. A large number of books about astronomy are also present as well. None of these are outstanding in their rarity. Most are rather damaged by the rain, Within the back area of the library, you see some books that are more focused on like strange, monstrous forms and sinister cults, biographies or textbooks examining, you know, how certain cults came to power. Hmm. Are there any that stand out to me that look like they've been recently pulled out or anything like that? 
Uh, the problem with all this damage to the ceiling is that everything's quite wet and you've got also the sludge covering a lot of stuff. So it's tough That's to tell true. if anything okay. is, is particularly well read. All right. Well, I'll take a select few of books and stick them in my backpack. Okay. Ones like pertaining to like what you're saying, like summoning stuff and that kind of jazz. Sure. Nim Nub's going to taste some of this uh, ichor. Oh my God. Oh no. Yeah. Seems like a really bad idea. So I'm going to do it. Awful idea. Make a fortitude yeah. save. 15. All right. So you are also sickened. As long as you're in the vicinity of a sludge, you've, <laughs> you've learned that not all things are edible. I could have told you that. How was it? Well, it, was, it, was pre- it was pretty bad. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Should I eat any more? No. No, yes. yes. Probably not. Okay, I'm just going to roll in it a bit. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Why are you? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we should go down the stairs. You make your way down these stone stairways. The air begins to become a little less foul-smelling as the slime on the stairs is much more dry. It seems like whatever left the sludge behind has been absent for a while. The stairs lead down they switch back on themselves a couple times. You see that there are traces of dust and debris that indicate that maybe the stairs were once filled with rubble and were recently cleared. You see spots where there are like shovel marks or pickaxe marks that look like they were trying to like get stuff out of the way. By the second turn in your descent, the architectural style of the stairs changes quite strongly from the midden stone, the purple stone that makes up a lot of Carrion Hill to a grayer stone with arches and brick-lined walls. You eventually come to an opening of a larger room. The ceiling is about 15 foot high. There's these big stone arches supporting on each side. Between each arch, there are circular alcoves that have been cut into the wall. Each contain a stone sarcophagus. One sarcophagus on the southern wall has been toppled over, and you can see that it has spilled a long dead occupant partially out onto the brick floor. The dried swath of black sludge, nearly 10 feet wide, runs down the center of the room, going down a set of stairs to the northeast. I'm going to read um, if there's any names on any of the sarcophagus. Yeah, sarcophagi. I also want to... Yeah, I want to investigate the body that fell out of the sar- sarcophagi as, uh, oh, okay. as Willem does that. I will aid. You guys give me perception checks. Yep. Nimnub's just going to stand there with a stabby stick. And can I have like a ready to action to stab anything? Absolutely, <laughs> you can. Okay. All right. Willem's perception was 22. Bipkins was 16. These sarcophagi seem fairly innocuous. They seem very old. You don't recognize this style and you don't recognize like any genealogy or ancestry that they might align with aside from just, it looks like human size and human made. And you see this long mummified body that's collapsed out of the sarcophagus to the south and it does look like it's just a run-of-the-mill dead human. Will, and you do notice in the back of the room, there is a stone door on the south wall past the sarcophagi kind of opposite this other set of stairs that you haven't got down yet the sludge path continues to okay it looks like it just has like a push handle on it all right i will approach it and i will listen at the door okay make a perception check 24 Ooh. okay oh and you guys are not sickened anymore i just noticed okay i will take that off so 24 you don't hear anything seems quite muffled the cool stone against your ear you don't sense any vibrations on the other side all right Nim Nam, are you gonna be weird about this uh can i can i open this door you probably shouldn't though right well i mean can we just go home and go in like a nice bed and get all comfy well we've been hired by the mayor like we gotta do our job 
Yeah, but he didn't even give us anything cool. We got gold. We're going to get that little toy horse later. Yes. Yeah, we're going to get all those little girls toys. <laughs> Libna, you must face your fears. It's the, the only way for you to move forward in life. You cannot hold on to your fear. You must be strong, little goblin. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of you guys dying. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm old. Hey, don't don't be afraid of that either. <laughs> okay, well, if everybody wants to die, I guess let's go in. <laughs> in fact, I think we should sign a death pact. <laughs> All right. If you can write, actually, could you like... Uh, well, anyway, we'll go to the insurance guy later if we don't die here. Instead of you signing for insurance, how about I just guarantee that if I'm alive and you're dead, I will send all your money and possessions to your family. Whoa, you do that for me? Yeah, sure. See, now I really don't want you to die. Okay, <laughs> you can't come in. Everybody else can come in. <laughs> but what about if you die and he dies, I send everything to your mommies? Oh. Okay, you can't come in either. Theobald, it's just you and me. All right, because I would have just kept it if you died. <laughs> I, I figured. That's what I thought. Bastards. All right, let's go. All right, who's opening the door? Uh, Theobald. Yeah, Nim Nub and Theobald. All right, it doesn't open. You push on it, and it just like holds steady. You got to push harder. I gesture to let Nibnup open the door. I charge at it. Make an athletics check. 29. All right, so Nibnup winds up, takes a few steps back, charges into the door, barreling into it with his strong shoulder, and it just smashes open. On the other side, you hear the collapse of, like, a whole bunch of clutter. Furniture and tools just go flying as this door that seems to have been barricaded shut blasts open from, from Nibnub's mighty, powerful charge. Nice. Good one. Nibnub, you see that the walls of this chamber are made of brick, the ceiling supported by more stone arches, and around the room, the remnants of bedrolls and other camping equipment lie along the southern wall. Hmm. Like multiple bedrolls? Multiple bedrolls. And beyond that, you see another door to the east. Hmm. All right. I guess keep going. Can we investigate yeah, these bedrolls? Let's do it. Just really quickly. Yeah, Willen pokes his head in. Sure. Uh, make perception checks on the bedrolls. Pimpkin kind of peeks into the, the bedrolls. He got a 14. In these bedrolls, you find the remnants of probably like a couple weeks old food. There are chunks of cheese and some old bread crumbs mm. and some, you know, just scraps. It looks like somebody at one point camped out here but it's been a while since it's been in, like, good, heavy use. Bimkin takes anything that's edible. Yeah, you got, like, a chunk of cheese. It's old and moldy, but... Still good. Still good. Theobald sort of tries to assess how many people may have stayed here. If it's multiple bedrolls, does that mean that there have been potentially multiple people? Like, maybe there was, like, a group of, like, four or five people camped out down here, or was it just, like, one person planning on sleeping in four or five different beds? <laughs> It definitely looks like a group of people. You see five bedrolls. How many people do you know that has like five different bedrolls set up? I take five sleeping bags. You never know, right? Trevor transitions to a new bed every single night. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. changing your pillowcase like every night's like a good thing, but Yeah, it's true. Whole new bed every day of the now week. We're that is true. <laughs> so, okay. Wild, wild thought here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> More wild than five bedrolls more wild than five bedrolls. We have a barricaded room and a hallway that continues. There's a doorway and a, a cave that leaves out of this room. Yeah, so in the room you're in right now, the, with the bedrolls, there's another door to your west. In the room that you're in, opposite the door you just came through, there's another set of stairs that continue down even deeper than you've already gone. All right, so we're below the city. Right. And yeah. the city seems to be, it's got a history. It's built on top of itself. While we were running through the alleyways, mm -hmm. pursuing both the flayed man and then just trying to get a better vantage point on this kerfuffle earlier, it's very maze-like, right? And so below us is maze-like, through it is maze-like. This whole place is a maze. 
the people that attacked us at our inn had spirals carved into them. I feel like this may have been where they were staying. Like, this is just me, you know, spitballing ideas here. Hmm. I think we should keep keep going and, like, looking, but I, th- I think we should try and look to see if there's something here that might connect, I don't know, uh, are there, like, spiral knives for carving your faces? Theo, you're welcome to make a perception check in this room. Was there not, like, a giant spiral, like, painted on this building? The building in the alleyway had a spiral painted onto it with, like, blood and gore. Oh, in the alleyway. Okay, not this building, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We feel like men with spiral face would not want to eat this cheese or this bread. Maybe that's why he left. <laughs> Theobald's going to look around for anything that might support his hypothesis. Sure. I rolled a 13. Yeah, so not much more than Bimkin. You've got, you know, yeah. scraps and chunks of, like, leftover camp supplies, basically. All right, how am I going through this door then? Mm, you stay put. I'll go through the door, and then when I die, Here. you do the deal. I'm getting kind of tired of this. Is it the locked door? Yeah, you're going to have to kick it down. I charge into it. I don't test it first. Nibnub, you open the door to the northwest of this room, and as the door swings open away from you, it opens into complete pitch black. And it's unnerving for all of you because as you look into this space, it is completely dark. And and as people with dark vision, you maybe have never seen something this dark. A space that is completely devoid of light that even your dark vision does not pierce into. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh boy. Uh-oh. Not a fan. Not good. I rolled a one. So I got an 11 oh. on my perception. Willen, what'd you roll? I rolled a 16. Bimkin, what'd you roll? 20. And Nibnub. 16. We're tied. How do you break a tie? I have a plus two dex. I have plus three. Okay. So Nibnub is faster. You look into the inky blackness, and it just stands open ahead of you. There is no sound, no light, just darkness and as you watch the darkness sort of expands past you and now you guys are completely enshrouded in dark no we can't even see each other the darkness expands out of the room suddenly you guys are completely cloaked in darkness and nip nub you suddenly hear a scraping sound right in front of you like right in front of you you then hear the sound of a blade going and it slashes out of you 17 to hit no, I got a 22 AC. All right. And Bimkin, it is your turn. Okay, Bimkin's going to reach out because he can't see anything at all, right? Mm-hmm. So Bimkin's going to reach out. He's going to be feeling for Nibnub. Yep. I'm assuming he can touch him. Sure. And then he's going to cast Forbidding Ward on him, which grants him a plus one status bonus to his armor class and saving throws against the target enemy's attack spells and other effects. Sweet, thank you. Sounds like you have to pick an enemy. Whoever just attacked. Yeah, without line of sight. I'll let you pick something else to do, because you can't see the enemy. I guess I'll cast light. Mm. I will touch the wall next to me Mm -hmm. and cast light on it. Bimkin, you reach out, you press your hand to the brick beside you, and you utter the incantation that would allow it to flood forward with light, and nothing happens. It remains dark within the room. Oh, God. We should have listened to (laughs) Nimnub. One more action. Are you going to do anything with it? That is all I do. I'm too afraid. All right. (laughs) Nimnub, it is your turn. All right. Something just tried to lash out at me. I definitely felt it trying to attack me and heard it. Yeah. So it's right in front of me. That's right. I think I do what Nimnub does best. I am very ready to step. Okay. And that's what I do. All right. So go ahead and make that attack. I'll make this a uh, power attack. Okay. Ugh, I only rolled a three. And this is uh, with my trident, not with my bite. So that's just a 16 to hit. You feel the tines of your trident chink off of a body. 
but you can tell from the way that it glanced off that it did not get any purchase. But there's okay. definitely someone in front of you. Okay, and um, do I feel like it is wearing some kind of armor? Is that what it, what my fork kind of... Yeah, you think maybe it deflected off of someone's armor or something like that. Time to get out the jaws of death. All right, I'm going to do one last action, just an attack action with my bite. I rolled a nat 20. Your teeth clamp forward and snap onto something fleshy. How much damage? Rolled max damage. 11, so 22. Nice. You hear a cry of pain. What does it taste like? Yeah, them's good eats. That's a good question. It definitely tastes fleshy, but has like a weird acrid tang to it. Does it taste like the poop? does not taste like the poop. That's good. <laughs> Nibnub would know. <laughs> yeah, I, I let everyone know. I'm like, it tastes a lot different than the gross stuff. Willen, <laughs> it is your turn. All right. So I, I start reaching out and feeling out, seeing who I can find around me. Mm-hmm. Are you making a perception check? Sure. I rolled a 12. You feel the brick wall behind you, but when you reach out in the other directions, nothing but air. All right. So what I did here was the clash of metal. And me chomping down. Yeah. Yep. I'm wondering how I can potentially cast my heat metal. The spell heats the targeted metal. Probably the targeted part, though. I probably have yeah, to see the target. Yeah, you need to see it. You need a line of sight. Yeah, I am really out of my element here. I think the safe bet for me is to follow the wall. So now that I felt the wall, I'm going to follow it backwards from okay. where I came from. And when you get to that, you just moved your token into the corner here. Yeah. You can suddenly see again. You see the wall in front of you. Mm -hmm. You've pressed up into the corner. And when you turn back to look in the direction you came from, you just see a wall of black. Gotcha. Guys, follow my voice. You have one more action. Um, dang it. All my things are like addressing a target. But if I can't see the yeah. target, then like I could do a command on it, but... I need to be able to see it. I don't have anything to cast light. Out of character, I think my plan here next is uh, I'm going to grapple him and try to drag him over to the light. Although the light might just be like, you know, on him. I or think something. he's, yeah, he's the one who's emitting darkness. Mm -hmm. But I'll try to drag him over to where you are. Okay, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I will, for the rest of my turn, I'm going to move outside the door and get into the main sarcophagi area. So you manage to get back into the sarcophagus room. You can see that some of that darkness is still spilling out through that door into the sarcophagus room, but you're now totally separate from the rest of your companions. Mm -hmm. Guys, follow my voice. He left us. Nibnub, Theobald, Bibkin, from within the dark room past you where Nibnub had opened that door, you hear another voice, this one also high-pitched. Theobald, it is your turn. Aha. Theobald has a thunderstone in his pocket, and I'm just wrapping my head around what it is. An alchemical bomb, like bomb is one of the tags. Think of it like a flashbang. It's a flashbang, so I can like toss it and throw it somewhere. Yeah. And like before the door opened, if nothing changed... I would have been able to know where the door was. For sure. And I did hear like just a little bit of scuffling of biting right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So in theory, would I be able to like toss that little flashbang into the room? Sure. I'll get you to make a, uh, if you have a ranged attack roll, so dex plus your level or dex plus, oh yeah, roll the Thunderstone Strike. It's on one of your weapons there. Do that. Oh, perfect. Theobald, after like all this stuff kind of caught him off guard a little bit, he's he's fallen behind on his initiative. After sort of not quite getting his bearings, but adjusting to the fact that he is completely enshrouded in darkness, reaches into his pocket knowing where the Thunderstone is, guides his other hand against the door, finds the lip where the wall meets the empty open door, and just leans forward and tosses the Thunderstone after whispering whatever incantation or, or rubbing it in the right way that, you know, triggers the pulling the pin and throwing it sort of thing. Okay, so roll your attack. Boom. 17. 
right? You managed to throw it in past Nibnub's face into the dark space beyond. Thank you. I need to roll fortitude saves, DC 17. Okay. All right. I have a success and a critical success. So I need you to roll 1d4. Four. And then you hear from the other side, you hear this deafening bang. And then you hear a couple screams of little high-pitched voices. And then you hear from right behind you, Theo, towards where Willen just ran to, you hear another small voice yell out, Right behind me. Right behind you. Hmm. Do not like. Do they sound like goblins? No. Sorry, that was an action. Can I move? You had to, would have had to draw it and then throw it, so you have one action left. I'm going to move to the doorway, like a backup. Okay. That's probably as far Fair. as you can get just because you're blind, so you have to move a little bit slower. So you get to the okay. door, you manage to feel that open space, and the darkness is still in front of you. We've got some more stuff happening in the darkness. Nibnub, you feel almost like a gust of wind move past you. Hmm. That can't be good. And then Willen, you see suddenly is from the edge of the darkness, some small creature covered in rags and a robe and a shroud with a dagger in each hand darts out of the darkness towards the stairwell to the northwest of your room. Okay. That's a house troll. What are they called? A house hippo. House hippo. <laughs> But seriously, what are those things called in Harry Potter? A house elf. Oh, house elf. It's a house elf. He just wants some socks. Will, and then you you then see a second creature dart out of the darkness and head down the stairwells. And then Nibnub, you get attacked again. Cool. 27 to hit. That does hit me. You take eight points of damage, and I need you to make a fortitude save. I got 25. All right. You succeed. You are not poisoned. Great. Bimkin, your turn. You're enshrouded in darkness. Your spell did not work. What do you do? Yeah. Can I determine why it didn't work? Like, what's going on here? You could do a recall knowledge. Okay. I will do that. So arcana, occult, religion, or nature. Mm, 18. You know that in areas of magical darkness the spell of light that you cast must be of equal or higher power in order to overcome it. What about if I cast Fairy Fire? Would I know if that would work? Spell level? Second. You think it might work. Okay, so I will reach over Nimnub's shoulder Mm -hmm. and flare out my hand and cast Fairy Fire just in front of him. It's a 10-foot burst, so anything within 10 feet of the square directly in front. Okay. All creatures in the area when you cast a spell are lim- limbed in colorful, heatless fire of a color of your choice for the duration. I choose aqua. Aqua. An aqua light illuminates the space and you see a creature, Nimnub and you both see a creature directly in front of him. Short, stunted, a long nose poking out of a black hood. Two daggers, one in each hand. It appears poised to take another strike at Nimnub. So that's your actions because you did a recall and then oh, two, yeah, that's two true. action. Yeah. Okay. Nibnub. Uh, really quick, can we do something that I forgot but should have happened on my turn? Oh, yeah. I forgot that the weapon that I'm using for my teeth, the can opener grill. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has a critical effect. It actually has an effect. Yeah, when I get a crit. Okay. Tell us about this effect that we came up with. When I get a critical success using the can opener grill, The creature that I hit must make a DC 19 reflex save or their armor becomes broken one by the grill's razor sharp teeth. Okay. Creatures that aren't wearing armor are immune. This serrated plus one dental apparatus appears to be, oh, this is just flavor, but it appears to be crafted from junk and old pieces of armor, bond with wire cut from hammered iron. And it also says on a critical hit, it deals 1d6 bleed damage. Okay, so I'm bleeding. Uh, That's important to know. So is that an ongoing thing, the bleed damage? Yeah. On my turn, I have to roll to see if that ends. And I had to make a reflex against the broken. And do I roll that d6? Yeah, you will. Okay. Yeah, so he had a turn. So roll a d6 for me because he did bleed. 
Three. Okay. And then he is still bleeding. So he'll, on the next turn, that'll tick again. Awesome. His armor's not broken. Okay. I'll take it. All right. So, Nick, your turn. Go. Perfect. Starting off, I'm going to try to grab onto him. So, athletics check. I got 16 total. All right. That is a fail. So, you do not grab <sighs> onto him. All right. I will just try to do a power attack. Okay. This will be with the minus five because the grab is an attack action. Oh, how many actions is it to take a potion? Because I might have to do that. Oh, I think it's just one. Okay. Well, for now, I'll just do the power attack. Ah, 14. Okay, miss. Willen. Okay, uh, seeing the little creature appear in my view, I cast command. Mm -hmm. And I say, you, stop. Get in that sarcophagus and just, just wait. (laughs) <laughs> and I point to the open one. Well, I did roll a 26 on my will save. That passes. It was a DC 21. Ooh, okay, so not a not an amazing huge success, but enough. Okay, you got one more action. I'm going to angle myself. I'm going to move back towards the door that everyone else is in. And I see <laughs> a second one on the stairwell. So I have two creatures back towards me. So upon seeing that, I shout to them. Hey, guys, there's more over by me. I see two. And these are the ones that you saw run out of the darkness and then run past you out of the stairs. Oh, I saw saw two of them run past. Okay. But now I can see both. Then from the darkness, you are attacked. Oh, no. A dagger slashes out from the dark. You're flat foot against this attack, so you have a minus two to your AC. Okay. Oh, natural 20. Come on! <laughs> 16 points of damage. No! And Brutal. I need you to make a fortitude save. This is bad. 19 on my will save. 19. Or my fortitude save. save. against the poison. A second slash comes out. Who's there? Just a 10 to hit. No. And then this attacker also runs down the stairs past uh, you and into the darkness. Calling back, you hear him yelling, Vikov! Vikov! Theobald, it is your turn. You're shrouded in darkness. You're right at the doorway. What do you do? Do I recognize the language that they are shouting? What languages do you speak? Abyssal, common, gnomish, goblin, Jotun and Orcish. Oh my god. What a few. You do not recognize this language. Hmm. This is either Sylvan or Terran. They mustn't brew good beer, because that's why I that's what that's these are all why I'm really I know no, all these other like underdark or something. Yeah, gross. They're they're way too sour. Jeez. And I have not been struck at from the darkness yet. So I don't really have a bearings for... You heard Willen shouting from out of the room. Yeah, I've, I've told you where they're at. I'm going to follow Willen's voice, and I'm going to come out of the shadows. Oh, God. Okay. You step out of the darkness, oh. back into the sarcophagus room. Yeah. It's just Tom. It's just Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the back of the creature's head as it's running down the stairs, okay. clothed in little cape and robes. I quickly shout at it. There's a shouting thing that Theobald does, and he... Shouts, I think it's mean things that causes what? them to stop. <laughs> Vicious mockery? I'm looking or what? for the ability. Is it called Bon Mott? Yeah, I bon, think bon Mott. Mot. Yeah, you launch an insightful quip at a foe, distracting them. We can see you. You left your fog behind in this room over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make a diplomacy check. Hero point. Uh, oh, hero I keep point. forgetting about hero points. We need to use that. I'm yeah. totally going to use a hero point totally. for this. What is the hero point again? I'm going to roll a diplomacy. You roll the die, you get to see your result, and you can choose to spend the hero point to re-roll it and take the new result. Yeah. Wait, so I get to roll it once, and I get to decide if I want to re-roll it or not? Yeah. Okay, so I'm rolling the die, and I rolled a 19. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to keep that, I think. Okay. I don't want to test the fate. It looks over its shoulder, and you see it stumble and, like, smack its head against the wall as it stumbles down. <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, so... Theo and Willen both see the figure that just got stumbled due to Theobald's epic bon mot. <laughs> he continues to run down the stairs. 
They're running down the stairs, like towards us? Away from you. They're running down deeper oh, into... Oh, those stairs go down. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. So two of them take their turn, running further, deeper down into the depths of the caves. Nibnub, it's the creature that's in front of you. It's his turn. He's currently lit up by fairy fire, and he's bleeding. Roll me a d6. Yeah. Six. Oh, max damage. Mm-hmm. You can see this frightened look on his very dark eyes. His pupils are humongous. He seems to be even a little bit dazed against this fairy fire that is engulfing him. He's going to strike out at you with his daggers. I did hit you at least once before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just once? Yes. You've only done five damage. Okay. So first dagger, he lashes out with his left hand. attempts to stab you in the gut. A 26 to hit. That hits. You'll take five points of damage, and I need you to roll fortitude save. 30 total. All right, you are good. No poison for you. Second attack, a 12, and desperate, he slashes out with his daggers a third time, a 20. Nope. All right. Bimkin, it is your turn. When I casted the fairy fire... Yep. Which was 10 feet from this square? Yep. Nothing else lit up? He's the only one that lit up. Okay. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. So Bimkin kind of does some weird, awkward hand motions. Like he's half paying attention to what he's doing. And right in front of this creature materializes a dagger with kind of like a rat tail-shaped handle. Kind of like curves back around and it will strike at him. It's a 17 to hit. 17 is a miss. Oh. Okay, that's all I can do. Okay. Nibnub, it's your turn. Alright. Gonna try to grab this guy again. Okay. A 20 to grab him. No, he manages to slip back and is like Wait a second, all sorry. Right. Um, the language that he's speaking... Is it yep. possible that I could identify it with Necril or your Soki? It is neither of those. Okay, never mind. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to use a hero point to re-roll that. Yeah. So I keep rolling yeah. crap. Yeah. And I rolled even worse. All right. So that's just my first action. Okay. Man, I keep not being able to grab him, so I'll just power attack with my jaws. 20 to hit. Just misses. Well, that was a rough turn. Yeah. But I'm uh, not letting him get past. You can still see this arterial blood pouring from his neck where he managed to slash him earlier. So the very least, you've got that going for you. Willen, it's your turn. You're out in the sarcophagus room. A few of these creatures have run past you guys and down the stairs ahead of you. You can still hear the sound of Nib-Nub and Bimkin struggling against a creature within the darkness. What do you do? Okay. In hopes of stopping the one from escaping, I'm going to position myself in front of the stairwell that they all seem to be running towards. Okay. And can I ready an action? Sure. Yeah? Okay. The way that I've been doing ready actions is you have to spend one more action readying than whatever the action you would use. So it's two actions for an attack or like three actions for two action spell, etc. Okay, so since I moved, I only have two actions remaining, so it has to be something that's one action? Yeah. I can probably throw something for one action, I believe. Okay. I will ready an action to throw a bottled lightning at it if it appears in front of me or anywhere near me. Willen moves across the sarcophagus room to block the north stairs that many of these creatures have run past, and as you set up watching the southern area of darkness you hear footsteps behind you just continuing to recede into the distance these creatures are moving away from you quite swiftly they seem to be maybe scared of you even theobald what do you do okay so i I hear them disappearing Mm -hmm. i hear the scuffing in the darkness basically right i see willen brace himself in that sort of stairwell and I realized I'm like yeah it's a good idea we don't want them to escape I'm going to step into the shadow and find myself in the doorway and just hold there basically right to try and prevent something from going through it okay maybe we could ready a grapple or something blocking anyone from escaping yeah ready ready a grapple of some kind of grab so I'm sure whichever 
whether it's Bimkin or Nibnub, I'm probably just going to tackle them the moment they <laughs> come into the darkness, unless they <laughs> let me know they're coming. Okay. Nibnub, this creature in front of you, it's his turn and he bleeds. Give me another D6. Just one. Okay. Mm. He's surrounded now. There's this rat dagger flying behind him. He's got a goblin and a rat folk standing in front of him. His avenue of escape is cut off because he's illuminated by all this light. You can see that he's uncomfortable being visible. He's going to strike you with his daggers. The poison on both of them expended. And he's just desperately slashing at you now. A 21 to hit. Nope. Woo. Just barely misses. Another 21 to hit. Final attack. A 16. You're just managing to matrix out of the way of each of these daggers <laughs> thrusts and manage to deflect. I am the one. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. <laughs> he has to believe. Mr. You deflect <laughs> one of them with your, with your fork. <laughs> and it is Bimkin's turn. I'm going to look up. There is no fork. Bimkin will... <laughs> Bimkin will attack with the rat tail dagger. Okay. 25. That hits. That's 12 damage. And he dies. The dagger stabs down, falling into the back of his shoulder blade, driving through into the lung. He gasps and then collapses to his knees, looking up at Nimna, bright in the eyes. You see these dark black pools just roll back behind his eyelids, and then the creature collapses to the ground. Are you sure the fairy fire would go out, though? I think your spell is still lasting. Yeah, so we should be able to see some light around him, I would argue. Oh, right. Well, you can see into the room. Okay. But we'll have to tell you what's in there in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Find us on social media at The House of Bob, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook even. Join the Discord, talk to our supporters, and us about Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and even other systems. Schubert very much likes paranoia. <laughs> we would like to thank Ben, Connor, Patrick, Brandon, Ron, Tim Amon, Pavel, Christine, Tom, Elias, Mark, Mary, Jessica, Ray, Scooter, Tyler, Josh, Keith, Block at 12, Tom, Jessica, Kieran, Mike from Tales of the Glass Guarded World podcast, Luke Conroy, and the Vault. Without you, this podcast would not even exist. <laughs> Art for this episode was by the genius, immaculately beautiful, Sean Makes at SeanMakes.com and Sean Makes on Instagram and Twitter. Audio design and production was by the man with the plan, Alex, at Astronomic Audio and the music was generously provided by Mike, who either has too much time on his hands <laughs> or not enough. Thank you, Michael. Roll on. <laughs> and then Dan, Dan the player, rolls a 15. Uh, oh boy, Dan said. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, willikers. Uh, so... Dan, uh, playing Willen, <laughs> notices. Are we all really freaked out by this? I think I've done it once before. I think Bimkin is the only one who's seen it, though. Yeah. Doesn't make it any easier, I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not your eye. It's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Books are for nerds. I'm a nerd. So you see that. Uh, where's my description of books? What the fuck? Mm. I can tell you what books are. Yeah, tell me about the books, Dan. You can name all of them. Um, <laughs> How to make out with your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> How to just make out with your neighbor. How to make out with yourself. <laughs> 
Are these the references? <laughs> and Willen is running down the stairs, top speed, <laughs> directly to the counter all by himself. He's also prone and flat-footed somehow. <laughs> what? what? How are you doing this? I can't even see anything. There's stairs at the bottom of this Sorry, room. I, I to, have dark vision, I need to put, so I feel like I should be able to see. You know what it is? Is I haven't given your token dark vision, so let me do that real quick. Yeah, and I also have... can't go anywhere past these stairs. So, so wait, you're just like I blindly that. running into walls. How, oh, how come Willem's flat-footed? Because <laughs> he right-clicked on his character and gave himself. <laughs> does Bimkin have dark vision? He does I'm pretty sure. I can double check here. I know I've only got low light vision. Okay. You have old should have dark vision. Can uh, sorry, can you guys see stuff now? I no? can't see anything. How do you unclick this. Oh, okay, Give me a second, and I will replace your tokens. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> it's amazing. I ran up those stairs prone. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see now? Yeah. Just crawling okay. up them. Yep. There we go. Okay. Don't you put it in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> It works with the voice. <laughs> it does work with the voice, I was going to say. Theobald, I see you've got your token way outside. What are you doing? I was just sort of um, investigating stuff. Where uh-huh. are you? Actually, I don't even know where you guys are. We're in the building. We don't see you. I was, I was flipping through my own books. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. All I see is everyone's <laughs> tokens just flying around <laughs> the map constantly, going back and forth. <laughs> It's right. a really clear indicator of wanting to move down. It just looks like everyone's just pacing back and forth <laughs> yeah. down the stairs. We don't know how the doors work. pacing. Sorry, Nibnub was trying his best to like block everybody from going down there and not let everyone down there. But everyone seems pretty uh, keen on uh, dying. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What? Whoa! No. <laughs> Uh, Come on, I'd, I'd lined up all these Matrix quotes. Oh. <laughs> Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. <laughs> <laughs> Give us five or six more, just in case. Yeah. yeah. Oracle, you're cuter than I thought. I can see why she likes it. <laughs> well, that would be. Uh, Who? Not too bright, though. <laughs> yeah. Bim- Bimkin's keep, the oracle. Keep it going. Bimkin is the oracle. I am oh the my oracle. god. Thanks for saying I'm cuter than you thought. <laughs> yeah. uh, never send a human to do a machine's job. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I well. think that was from the prequels, you know? Uh, How many what? languages do you speak? <laughs> I am fluent in over six million forms of communication. Uh, this is not an imperial. This is not a rebel code. All right. Sorry, guys. I really have to pee. I'll be right back. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's only one bathroom. I know. It's terrible. We need two. Don't ever buy a house with just one bathroom. First decision. <laughs> uh, I'm right beside an alleyway. <laughs> oh, just there you step go. There yeah. you go. I've got an We're alleyway. Admission. Yeah, do you have a balcony? Or? Uh, well, we've every, got, we've got a good there. alleyway, except there's a bunch of windows and sometimes people's lights are on. So I don't know if I can just right. pee there. Yeah. yeah. Thought about I it. got like four dumpsters that I can like sneak in between <laughs> if I'd really have to go. Although now I pee with the door open. But Sean right now is closing the door so none of us can hear him pee. It's just, it's, like really, a sucker. Un- it's really unfair, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing in there, really. We, he could have just said he just had to pee, but... Yeah, well, he said he had to pee for a while. Yeah, so it could be number two. It wouldn't even know. Up. It could have been, but we'll never know because the door is closed. It's a lot of number two talk. Just uh, bring the microphone over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeanette, you're our hint on this. We, we have to know. We have burning questions now. <laughs> who, who has burning questions for what? <laughs> I'm Ignore good. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red dagger. Yeah. It's the one. Fighting Jesus. Having fun. <laughs> well, that needs some context. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds pretty self-explanatory to me. Uh, we we uh, were on a road trip, having lots of fun, and we created a we like 
came up with a concept for a cartoon show <laughs> <laughs> where Jesus was like fighting. He was like a Power Ranger, basically. <laughs> he has a he has a bus with his apostles. It's called Fighting Jesus. Jesus. Oh, oh so yeah. Jesus is fighting. You're not fighting Jesus. Yeah. Well, sometimes you fight Jesus depending on <laughs> who is the nemesis of the. <laughs> <laughs> Depends whose perspective. <laughs> wow, this show's deep. <laughs> it's, it was a pretty good show. Uh, his head, his uh, head goes upside down when he's going into fight mode. It's yeah. <laughs> like a transformer, where it like flips from like yeah. truck to. <laughs> <laughs> Rest assured, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> 